Yomadav Pedal, the last thing we're discussing, was a person with this bulmus sickness where he needs to eat, otherwise he'll die. He's allowed to eat on Yom Kippur until he's uh, healthy. And we talked about different things uh, that would help uh, bulmus. And we got into the whole story of uh, Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yossi going on the way. They, Rabbi Yehuda took uh, food from the from a shepherd, and Rabbi Yossi took uh, food from the entire town. And then we saw the three rabbis who went into a, into a town, and uh, the, uh, Rabbi Meir didn't give money to the host because he analyzed names. And with that, we are starting Pe Gimel Amud Bet, three lines from the bottom, where it says, Mishin Shacho Kelev Shote. A person was bitten by a wild dog. Five things were said about a wild dog. His mouth is open. And he's drooling. And his ears are falling down. And his tail is on his thighs. He always walks on the side of the road. And some say he barks, but no one could hear him. And the Gemara asks me, how does a dog become wild? A woman who do witchcraft, they play with him and then he becomes wild. A bad spirit lays on him, rests on him. What's the difference? To kill him with something that shoots out like an arrow or something like that. So this way, if there's a ruhra, it doesn't go on you. And according to Rav, who said it's a, he became crazy as a result of witchcraft, then uh, you don't have to throw something at him. You could kill him as is. When we kill him, we only kill him with something that is shot at him. Anyone who rubs on him, you end up putting yourself in danger. If a person is bitten by this dog, he could die. A person rubs against it, it can be in danger. How do you fix this problem? Take off your clothing and run. Rav was rubbed by one of them in the shuk. He took off his clothing and ran. Amar and Ravuna said, I fulfilled on myself a Someone's wisdom can save him. If someone is bitten by this dog, he, he could die. How does he heal himself? Amar you bring the skin of a male hyena and write on it, Ana planya bar planita. I so and so, the son of so and so, the mother's name, Amashkad Kativna Alach. I'm writing this uh, spell about you upon the skin of a male hyena, and you write Kanti Kanti Kelirus, that's the name. And some say Kandi Kandi Keloros, Ya Ya Hashem Tsevaot, Amen, Amen, Sela. Then v'neshlihinu lemane, take off your clothing, v'lekberenu bekivre atresar yeheshada, and bury them in a cemetery for 12 months, v'nabkinu v'neklinu betanurad, and take them out and burn it, v'nabderinu lekitmei aparashat chanim, and then spread out the, scatter the ashes at the crossroads, v'hanach teresar ala yeheshata, and in those 12 months, kishatem haya lo lishteele begufta adin hasha, when you drink water, you should only drink water from a copper tube. Why? You might see the image of a demon, and then you'd put yourself in danger. 
like Ababa Mata, who Ababa Minyomi, he was uh, Ababa Minyomi, same person. He was bitten by a wild dog and they buried his clothing 12 months. And that 12 months, his mother made him a gold tube to drink from. Had a sickness in his teeth. He went to this lady, she, I guess she knew medicine, she did the medicine on Thursday and on Friday, he told her, should we do some Shabbat or not? You don't need it. And if I do need, what should I do? You have to swear to me that you're not going to tell anyone. It's a secret. He swore to her that I'm not going to reveal it by, by the God of Israel. And that's how he made it sound. The next day he went and he, he taught the, 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 the recipe for this medicine and out in public. But now the Gemara says, how could you do such a thing? He promised her. So the Gemara explains, no, he really said it in a way where I will not reveal it to the God of the Jews. However, hala amo Israel megalena, but I will reveal it to the Bnei Israel. Vaika hilul Hashem, but there's a hilul Hashem when you do such a thing. So the Gemara answers the megalele meikara. Right after she told them the secret, he told her, "By the way, I'm going to go reveal this to everyone." My avdalis, so what you do? Amar av aha bere derav ami meseor the water with that barley was soaked in it. Shem and zayit umelah oil and salt. Rav Yamar amar seor gufe. It was the barley itself and not the water of the barley, Shemin with oil and salt. The medicine was the fat from the bone of a goose's wing, the marrow. And Amar I did all of these things. I wasn't until one Arab told me, I take a shatat as a go bring an olive seed, the loma that's less than one third ripe. And uklinhu benura imra hata, and then burn them in a fire on top of a new uh, shovel. And then put them on the row of your gums of your teeth. I avdehachi, I did that veitzai, and I was uh, healed. Mimai hava. How does this tzafina, this uh, sickness in the teeth, happen? Mehamime hamime dehita. When you eat bread, wheat bread that's really really hot. And the leftovers of fish fried in oil. When a person puts something by his teeth, and all of a sudden blood comes down. When Rabbi Hanan had this safina, he said he put this medicine on Shabbat and he was healed. How did Rabbi Hanan do this? Amar bin Ahmad by Itzhak, Shani Tzafidna. No, Tzafidna is different because it starts with your teeth, but then it ends up in your stomach, and that becomes a huge problem, and that could lead to a lot of bigger sicknesses. Now, up until this point, the Gemara understands that Hachamim argued on Rabbi Matya ben Harash in our Mishnah about the dog liver, uh, if that works or not, if it's a refu'ah, that's 100% or not. So they're understanding that the same mahluket, it's also legabe, the, about the, the tzafina, the, with the teeth problem. So, Rabbi Yohanan, so Rabbi Hanan, who did that medicine on his teeth, 
Keman, who do you hold like that you did that medicine on Shabbat? You hold a Kirvim Metia ben Harash, the Amar Hoshesh Befiv Metilin Losam Shabbat? Do you hold like uh, Rabbi Matiyah ben Harash who said if someone has a problem with his uh, teeth that you're allowed to put that medicine on Shabbat? So Amar Le Rabbi Han told him no. Shani Omer Bezo, I hold that the only mahluket they have is like that dog liver thing. But they don't argue on anything else. Therefore, if anything else, which is a problem, uh, you could make the medicine even on Shabbat. So it's not a minority opinion. I hold like a hachamim also. So, so let's say the following Brayta helps Rabbi Yohanan. Someone has jaundice, he became very yellow. They give him donkey meat to eat, mission ashko, kelev, shotef, person was bitten by a wild dog, they let him eat from the liver. If a person has pain in his mouth, they put medicine in his mouth on Shabbat. These are not medicine. And it sounds like it says, what are we coming to exclude? My love, Aren't we coming to knock out the first two, the donkey meat and the dog liver? However, that medicine for the teeth does work on Shabbat. The Gemara says, look, that's not what they're coming to say. When they say when they're saying Elu means all three the Hachanim don't believe in, and they're coming to exclude the Maute Makizin Dam that we let blood for a throat sickness called Sarnuchi that Hachamim uh, would agree that letting blood works. And Hachinam Mistabra, it makes sense that Hachamim agree about letting blood for Sarnachidatanya. Three things Rabbi Shmael heard from Rabbi Matiaben Harash. We let uh, blood for the Sarnachi, for the throat problem on Shabbat, it helps heal. And if someone was bitten by a wild dog, eats from the liver. And if a person has a pain in his mouth, they give him medicine on Shabbat. These don't have any medicinal help. Are we coming to knock out? My love, aren't we coming to knock out? The last two with the dog liver and the the mouth medicine. And we're coming to knock out the first one, which is letting blood for the Sanuchian Shabbat that they agree with. The Gemara says, Could be they argue on the first two, and they agree with the last one that you're allowed to put medicine in a person's mouth on Shabbat. So, Tashema, the Tane Rabba Shmuel. Uh, we learned uh, Rabbi Shmuel told us uh, uh, pregnant woman smells some food let her feed her until her, her spirit comes back the person was bitten by a wild dog eats the liver the person has pain in his mouth they put medicine in his mouth on Shabbat we agree to Rabbi Matya only in this and nothing else. Bezo Ahaya, which one's Bezo? Which uh, which one do they agree with? If you are telling me that they agree to him on the, the case of the pregnant woman who smelt the food, well, Pshita, of course. Is there anyone who argues on the case of an Ubara, of a pregnant woman? Of course, you give it to eat. 
Aren't we talking about the medicine in the mouth that Hachamim agreed? And Shma'amina, the Hachamim agreed to be Matya, that you're allowed to use this medicine on Shabbat. If you pay attention, our Mishnah, you could also see that Hachamim don't argue about the, the, the medicine in the mouth. Why? Because it says, Rabbi Matiya ben Harash said, I also say that if a person has pain in his mouth, they put a medicine in his mouth on Shabbat. And Hachamim didn't argue in the last part of the Mishnah. If Hachamim really agreed to him, put all three things together. Say the dog and whoever has the throat problem and the mouth problem. And then after you finished talking, Rabbi Matiya ben Harash, then the Hachamim will come in and argue. The fact that they suffer rated uh, the first two uh, with the last one obviously that hachamim agree with Rabbi Vatiyabir Harash about the pain in the mouth that you give him the medicine now we learned in the Mishnah that if a person has a sickness in his mouth they put uh, the medicine in his mouth where a safek if a person might die with Mahalol Shabbat so the Gemara says, Lama li tu lememar. Why do you have to come and tell me another time? That anytime we worry about it, someone's life, that we're pushed to Shabbat. So Amar Yudah Amarav, he explains that the Mishnah is coming to tell me about a different din. Not just if there's a safek, if he'll make it today or not, today being Shabbat. Even if it's next week's Shabbat, he might die. We're doched this week's Shabbat. And here, Chidami, what are we talking about? The doctor said, you have to take this medicine for eight days. The first day is Shabbat. Maybe wait till Motzei Shabbat, take the medicine then. This way you don't have to be mechadel two Shabbats. Kamash Malan, take the medicine today and don't wait because maybe next week something bad might happen. Tanya and we have another break. Taz like this. We heat up water for someone sick on Shabbat, whether it's to give him hot water to drink, whether it's to give him a hot water to bathe. Not just the Shabbat, Shabbat Meaning, even if not this week will be a problem, maybe next week will be a problem, we still warm it up. We don't say maybe it'll heal, maybe, you know, let's wait a little bit. Right away we heat it up. Because whenever we're we're in doubt when it comes to someone's life, we push the Shabbat. Not, not just this Shabbat, even if it's next week's Shabbat, or any other Shabbat. And we don't do these things. We don't let a goy save the, the Jews' life. Not a kuti. And by the way, the Rambam even pushes as far as says the gedolim, meaning the hachamim, and they're the ones in They don't tell the lady to do it. Not a kuti. Rather, gedolei Israel, as we explain. However, if we have a one-on-one situation, one person says to be mehalel, one not to be mehalel Shabbat, and the kuti or the isha says to be mehalel Shabbat, we can now combine them and it'll become like a two-verse-one sort of thing. 
and Tanur Rabbanan if Fakhim pikuach nefesh b'Shabbat, we do whatever we have to do to save life on Shabbat. Vazariz, the person does it faster. Harizim Shubach, praiseworthy. Ve'en tzarich litol l'shud mibatim. Don't have to ask a rabbi. Haketzad, what do we mean? Ra'at yinok shenafal layam. A baby fell into the ocean. Pores metsuda umaleu. Throw a net and save his life. Vazariz harizim Shubach. And the person who does it faster is praiseworthy. And you don't need reshut from Betin. Even though while you're pulling out that baby with that net, you're pulling out fish also and you're doing a tzad. Doesn't make a difference. It's a mitzvah and it's better. Or if a baby fell into a hole. You knock down the, the wall of the, uh, of the hole. Uh, you not even though you're you are soter, even though you're you're destroying a building. The bottom line is ma'aleo, pull him up. The the faster, the better, the more praiseworthy. You don't need uh, permission from the betin. Even though you now you're fixing the the edge of the hole, you're making it look better. And you could be maybe bonet, soter, etc. Doesn't make a difference. You're still doing a mitzvah. And same idea if a door was locked in front of a child and there's a danger, let's say a locked car, whatever it is, break it and save the child's life. The faster the better you praise whether the should be even though you might need the doors uh, wood for something else, still you're making a mitzvah. And mechabin shabbat and you extinguish a fire or you uh, fill up uh, with kelim, you fill up uh, utensils full of water and you put it in front of a fire to stop the fire on Shabbat and the person who does it faster is praiseworthy you don't have to even though you are preparing for yourself uh, charcoal still you're doing a mitzvah and you need every single one of these cases why? If you had only told me about the kid who fell into the water and you're pulling out fish with him, I would have said, I would have said, if by the time you get to the Betin and back, the kid's going to drown or go somewhere with the waves, therefore save him right away. But if he's in the hole, he's not going anywhere. Maybe you're not in a rush. Maybe you, you cannot just save him. You need permission from the Betin. That's why, the, that's why it's Rikad. That's why you need that extra part of the Mishnah. Now, if you would have told me the ball or the hole, maybe because the kid is scared, it's a hole deep in the ground. But if he's stuck in a room by himself, maybe you could sit on the other side, play with uh, walnuts, uh, do something that won't, he won't get scared. Uh, that's why you need that. It's also dangerous and you don't have to ask Betin. What about shutting the fire? What's the Hidush? The explains that even if the fire doesn't even have people in it, maybe it's just we're worried it's going to end up in some other yard where there is people, then you're, you're allowed Michal Shabbat without asking any rabbi. And Amar of Yosef, Amar of Yudah, Mashemuel, Lo Alchu Bepikuach Nefesh Aharov. When it comes to Pikuach Nefesh, we don't go by the majority opinion. 
So Hechidami, what are we talking about? Let's say a building fell on ten people, nine Jews, one Goy. Well, Ruba Israel, then the majority is Israel. Even if it's 50-50, we know this. Whenever there's a safek, uh, someone's going to die or not, then we're going to be lenient. Even if there, so we're talking about a case where there's nine goyim, one Jew. Well, still hanami pshita. Of course, it's but still pashut. This person is a permanent. Anyone who's permanent in one place, it's like a fifty-fifty. Meaning, whenever there is something that you're not sure about, and something is in its normal place of being, let's say. Uh, kosher meat in its kosher area then it becomes a 50-50 so even if there's 9 not kosher stores in the area that kosher meat being there now becomes 50-50 or if it, uh, vice versa and all comes from the pasuk about a robber who comes in the middle of the night trying to attack what's he there for obviously there to kill not just there for money and even though we're not sure what the case is we're just going to make it a 50-50 since usually robbers come in to, to kill so like Mark explains, Lord Sricha, what's the case that we're talking about? The parush lehatzer acheret. They moved to a different hatzer, and one person moved back. Mahudetem, I would have thought, called the parish meruba parish. Whoever left that group, the one who's moving, is a goy because he's that's the rov, and we shouldn't be mechalil shabbat. He's probably a goy. Kamash ma'alan the law chuba pikuah hanefesh aharov. The kamash ma'alan here is that when it comes to pikuah hanefesh, we're not going to go by the majority. We're going to say that very well could possibly be a Jew, and we mechalal Shabbat for that person. The Gemara says, "Ini, do we really not go after the majority?" Ve'hamar biasi, amar biyohanan, tishan ochrim ve'Israel lehad nine goyim and one Jew be'ota hatzer mifakhin. If something fell in that yard, the yard that they're usually in. We're going to say that you're allowed to be Mechal Shabbat, it's 50-50, because it's their permanent spot. However, if it's in a different area, now that it's considered movable, and we go back to majority, and we don't save anyone's life. So, Gemara explains, Lakashya, parush kulehu, parush it depends. When did we say that you're Mechal Shabbat even in a different yard? That's when everyone went to a different yard so that Israel is there. And so he's still a Kavua, which means it's still a 50-50 and we're Mechalel. When did we say you're not Mechalel Shabbat? That's if some of them went to a different yard and we don't know if a Jew is with them or not and the Jew might not be in that yard. And in that yard, uh, something fell, we're not Mechalel Shabbat. Like Gemara says, Umi Amar Shmuel Hachi. Did Shmuel really say such a thing? V'hatanan. We we have a brayta. Matzabatinok Mushlach. If there's a city which has Jews and goyim living it, and you see a child, you don't know if he's Jewish or not. Imrov Nochrim. If the majority of the people in the city are goyim, then the kid is a Nochri. Then he's a goy. Ve'imrov Yisrael. If the majority of the people living in the city are Jewish, then Yisrael. He's a Jew. Mechzal Mechzal fifty fifty. We're going to say he's Yisrael also. Rav, what are we talking about? That's Davka if uh, we are allowed to save his life. If something fell on him in Shabbat or, the, or is there a mitzvah to give money to uh, feed this child, to be considered a normal Jew where if it was a girl she would allow to marry a Kohen. Uh, no, that's not the case, meaning we, we still are uh, in that sense. 
that bright out, which is talking about uh, is, uh, is he considered Jew or not? We go by the majority. Is talking about saving his life on Shabbat. That if the majority is Israel, he's considered Israel, and that goes against what he said over here. That he said uh, we understood up until now that even if the majority are goyim, he's still mechal Shabbat. And over here it sounds like dafka if the majority are Jews, you mechal all of the Shabbat. So the Gemara answers ki de Shmuel when Shmuel said. That you're allowed to save his life. That's going on the first part of the Mishnah where it says, Imrov nochrim If the majority are goyim, is considered goy. And Amar Shemuel, Shemuel said, when it comes to pikuach nefesh, that's not the case. Rather, we don't go by the majority opinion. And as Tosfot beautifully explained, the Pasuk says, the Torah's mitzvah are there so we can live, not die. Meaning, there shouldn't be any situation where a Jew dies because of the mitzvot. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.